You're listening to the Two Man Weave Podcast with your hosts, Michael Rappaport and Kenyon Martin. The Two Man Weave Show runs live every weekday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern. We are here in Cleveland. This is the Two Man Weave. Yeah. Kenyon Martin, Michael Rappaport from Wahlburgers in downtown Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland. We are here for the NBA Finals. That we are. My name is Michael Rappaport. Kenya Martin. In the house, in the place to be. We are the two-man weave. Uh, they call us the confrontational two. Uh, we flew out here yesterday. We're going to tell you all about it. Me and Kenya Martin flew out on a raucous rise of... Uh, that, that flight last night coming out here, I'm surprised we didn't, they didn't pull the thing over yeah. and, uh, and and put some people in the in, 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 in the keys. The, the, the key, what is it called? Uh, I don't know. I'm so tired. But it was <laughs> me, Kenyon, Stephen Jackson, Paul Pierce, Karan Butler, Rex Chapman, uh, even Mike Breen. He was commentating the whole thing. Hey, listen. Thing. Hey, I think I saved Mike. You, <laughs> yeah, because he was sitting next to Jack. Listen. <laughs> He was sitting At next first, to Captain I think Jay. He was like, "Well, I'm, I'm comfortable." Yeah, but then he realized, and like, I'm pretty, he probably looked up halfway through that flight. It was like, "Thank you, thank you, Kenyon," because Jack wouldn't let him sleep. No, because he didn't let me sleep. No, this, 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 this was a uh, a red eye essentially from San Francisco to Cleveland, and you know things are nuts when Kenyon and I are saying, "Guys, keep it down." Like when we're when we're like the when we're like the guys that are like chill, then you know things are, are out of control. Definitely out of control. Um, it was really fun, you know. Listen to you guys talk and tell stories about the NBA and just a little innuendo. I seriously, I felt like I was uh, I, I was on I was on the team bus uh, headed to Milwaukee. But here we are in Cleveland for the NBA Finals. Um, I don't plan on going over too many statistics. I do. Are you interested in statistics? I mean, can you like to talk statistics like over well, and over and no, over and no. over? I don't, but certain things. Uh, at this point, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, at this point, numbers and stuff really don't matter. Th- those kind of numbers, but but just certain things. Um, you know, like just from game one to game two, like just certain numbers that stand out to you, to me. Simple question. Yeah. We, we, game one and game two have been covered. We've covered it fantastically, uh, effortlessly, and uh, incredibly. We've covered it to, to the heads, covered it to the toes. We covered it forwards, backwards. We all know that, a long story short, Golden State dismantled Cleveland in the first two games. That being said, they are two games on their home court. Yeah. And that's what they're supposed to do. Definitely. If they had lost the game at home, then they, everybody would be freaking out. But this is why you have home court advantage. Yeah. Now we're heading into games three and four in Cleveland. Last year, as a little reminder, same scenario. Golden State's going to sweep them, beat them by 33. It's over. And we know that didn't happen. Kenyon Martin... In an imaginary phone call, on his knees, begging, pleading, uh, a little bit of snot coming out of his nose. Kenyon, please, 
Help me. It's Ty Lu. I, 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 I want your advice on what I should do to try to start off. <coughs> I want to point it out. That's the first time I've coughed, coughed on air in four weeks. <laughs> I'm pointing that out. That's the first time I've coughed on air in four shows, and I want to say to myself, congratulations. I saw Kevin Love shooting around, and you know what I wanted to say to him? He coughed up a little bit. See, he got a little viral infection, Kevin? Because if, if you do, I'm your guy. You're an expert on that now? Hopefully not. But uh, I'm on the other end of my thing. But Tyloo calls you and says, Can you, g- g- give, me your, give me your opinion on oh, oh, what, what we should do to, to, to get off to a better start. Based on everything we know on the first two games, what would you suggest then? Well, game two was better than game one, um, the first half of them. Um, they were they were in it at halftime. Right. But now you just like they just have to be engaged defensively, man, and like energy and effort plays and the fifty fifty balls and stuff like that. Like they gotta win all of that. Let me ask you something. When you say energy and effort, this is the NBA finals. This yeah, is, that's this what, is yeah. a dream come true. So when you say energy and effort and you're talking about NBA just, players, and we could tell. Oh, it's not just physically; it's mentally as well. I'm saying the, the 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 effort mentally to be in the game plan. I'm saying to commit to the details. Yeah, to making the extra effort to making sure that you know who you should rotate to. Are you talking or not? Like all of that stuff. That's mental. I'm saying that's mental preparation for the game. I'm saying that you that I've seen Cleveland have laps after laps after laps after laps that they could do in East. Mm. But against this team, they have too many weapons. Mm. And you can't not make those mistakes. And they have time and time again, and they did in the third quarter. And as a result, they gave up 132 for the game. 132 points. In a finals game. In an NBA finals game, too. Like, that's, like, for me, they, like, like, that's unacceptable unless you go into double and triple overtime. Unacceptable. Like, that's my thing, like. But it's it's, a, um, it's not on Talu. Um, um, it's not on motivational speeches, speeches at this time. Each and every one of those guys, including LeBron, I, everybody has to look in the mirror and I have to do more. Right. I got to be better. 18 shots for LeBron James is not enough. He needs to he he needs to assert himself and make sure that he's taking more shots. Of putting himself in position, like I understand he wants to get all his guys involved, but those guys are not making shots right now. Right. Those guys were well, the first two games there wasn't, so hopefully those guys will play better at home. Those guys are not making shots right now, so you knowing that you you have to be more selfish in those and that in those kind of situations. Your guys are not making shots. You're on the road. You have to carry them, and for him to only take 18 shots. He had a triple-double. Um, Kevin Love played well. Kyrie played better. Um, but 18 shots is not enough. Okay. And, and so, yeah, I mean, Kevin Love has played uh, uh, well. Uh, he has asserted himself offensively. Kyrie's going to go off at some point. We, you know that. He hasn't, hasn't played bad, but he yeah. hasn't been that consistent, you know, go nuts the whole time. The guys that we're talking about that need to step up Corver needs to knock down his shots when he's in the in the game. Yeah, that's game planning for him. Um, J.R. Smith, Richard Jefferson, Darren Williams, Channing Fry. Do you, does like, Darren have anything left in the yeah, team? Yeah, I'm a fan still, of Darren Williams. He's solid. Uh, I, I, I think he's very serviceable. Right. Um, but in this series, Darren might can't play because this is a 
This is a two-way series. Up and down. No, you no, you have to be able to play on both ends. Right. You have to be able to stay in front of the ball. You have to be able to defend and make shots on the other end. So if you're not doing either one of those in this series, then it's not a series that you, I'm saying the minutes are not going to be there for you. Got you. Um, we are uh, in downtown Cleveland. Uh, it is, uh, we're, we're looming on the summer, yet I, I see Kenyon Martin and, and myself, I'm not, not, not freezing to death, but, yeah. but, but there's a slight, like, uh, there's a slight pinch of winter in the air. Yeah, definitely in June. Like, it's June. We're in June. And, it's June, and, and we're in Cleveland. And our guy Jordan over here has a milkshake. Jordan has a milkshake, guys. Yes. And, 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 he's and a hoodie. I mean, listen. I don't know which. He going just on. took his hands. Just took his hands out of his sleeves. Right. <laughs> Where, what is this place, man? It's freaking June here. Yo, and it feels. It's not it, March. It, it honestly feels like it's like. It's early, snow. early March or. Like mid-October. Right, like we're heading into yes, the tundra. Yeah, yeah, that's what it feels like out here right now. It's June. Uh, like summer is technically like two weeks away. On the calendar, if you look, summer begins, what, June 21st, 22nd? Uh, like, it's technically summer. Yeah, I didn't even bring like a neck, another shirt. <laughs> need a I coat. Was like, oh, why bring a coat? Why would you need a coat? Because it's summer in the United States of America, but not yeah, Cleveland. Not, yeah, this is, yeah. And it can't say because we're on the water. Like, nah, no, it's not excuse. No, we're not. We're not in the water at the yeah. freaking Wahlburgers. Yeah, this is down this, here. Jesus. Uh, we're gonna have a couple of milkshakes, maybe some onions. I don't know. Hot chocolate. Hot, hot chocolate. Hot tea. I, they're probably gonna be like, oh, we're gonna have to order out for that because yeah. uh, we, we 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 threw away our, our little kettle yeah. because the summertime was here. We we weren't planning on serving any hot chocolate until October. Um, we are the two men. We. My name is Michael Rapport. We are climbing. Oh man, it's so beautiful. How we are, we are just, we are just. I don't even say climbing up the charts. I feel like we're gooning our way to the top of the tune, uh, the the iTunes Sports Podcast charts. Uh, we appreciate that people are enjoying the show. We uh, enjoy doing the show. Um, I feel like this uh, this podcast is is a reverent but straightforward basketball talk it's a do or die game for the cleveland cavaliers what does the golden state warriors need to do to keep going or or is it just really like they need to keep playing with their keep playing how they're playing and and hold off any adjustments that yeah. cleveland like like a, did you see any weaknesses in, in golden state aside no, from they, the, the the turnovers in the first half yeah well they haven't had the many they, um, they didn't have to make any adjustments from game one to game two you know right. and that's and, and that's a testament to how well they played um yeah you, you just stay the course um of course you're on the road um the environment is going to be a little more it's going to be very hostile but they um they're battle tested you know i'm saying those guys have played in big games and hostile um, territory before, so um, I think they're ready to go. Um, they're um, they're gonna be strapped. Um, they strapped they they hard hat on, and I think they're gonna bring their A game because they didn't realize the situation that's at hand, and they try to make history. Now, in hostile environments, and you played in the league, you've been you've been to all the places. Did you ever play a, a, a Cleveland playoff team? No. Cleveland wasn't any good when I was in. Um, they were they were what they used to be. Yeah. Um, okay. So in terms of, of, of you know hostile environments, where would you rank Cleveland as far as fans? Because I asked Sean Livingston, 
he said that they were they were about it. He said they were they weren't just loud. He said they they talk they talk greasy. They talk out of pocket. Uh, I didn't like know that about the good people of Cleveland. Yeah, uh, it's a different environment when you're playing in the playoffs and the finals here. Is um, the amp up everywhere? Yeah, definitely. Everywhere, is, everybody is the more intense. You know what I'm saying? Their 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 team is one of two teams that's playing right now. Mm. So all the energy and effort and focus and attention is on that team and their opponent. So all bets are off with the fans. Right. When you when you played uh, playoff games, Indiana, were they yeah. savages out there? Yeah, it's, it's bad there. Um, not not nothing over the top. Um, Boston is rough. They're um, just they're just hyped. Well, no, Boston is yeah they uh, they love their Celtics dearly. Yeah. And they let you know about it in every aspect. Um, where else? Uh, you said Utah is loud. Yeah, Philly. Like, I, I, I have played a playoff game in Philly. Okay. Um, yeah, but just certain cities, man, it's definitely get rowdy. When you played against the New York Knicks, now this is like we're going back like 50 years ago when the Knicks were actually competitive. Was the Garden was the Garden a hostile place? Then no. New Jersey and New York, it's a, it's you're just no. not going to have that same hostility no. because also, as much as the New York Knicks fans yes. want in New Jersey to win, they don't hate the New Jersey Nets. Yeah, no, it wasn't nothing out of line. Because um, we still had a few fans sprinkled in mm. here and there doing some of those games. And then we start beating them regularly. Then they start cheering for us in the garden. So, you know, so, hey, just one of those things, man, where we came in and they, we took over territory. Um, Some of the guys that have been talked about uh, on the Cleveland Cavaliers that hopefully can make a, a, a difference. One of the names I keep hearing, like he's an actual difference maker, uh, Channing Fry, um, Iman Shumpert, uh, J.R. Smith. I think win, lose, or draw, uh, they're definitely going to need to uh, re-up uh, in Cleveland because uh, their vulnerability, vulnerabilities uh, are, are apparent. Um Who's the guy uh, on 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 gold on Cleveland that really needs to to step up? Uh, uh, the most important factor. Who's who's like beside the big three and and essentially the big four? Because you t you told me before the series started, and you were the first person to say it uh, about Tristan Thompson. Not that uh, he wasn't going to play good, but just as far as the matchup for him in this series versus this particular Golden State Warriors, that he wasn't going to be a factor whether Cleveland was winning or not winning. Because of the kind of basketball they were playing, correct? Yeah, it's like I said, you have to be able to to play on both ends of the floor, and he is very limited on the offensive end. Uh, they throw him the ball, and he has a free throw line extended, and he doesn't know what to do with it. No, he's not going to shoot it, so they can play. So they take essentially they're out there playing four and five. I'm saying on the defense, I'm saying when they got the ball, they're playing four and five. Offensively? Yes. Wow. I'm saying because he's that limited. Um, and how could that be, man? Like just, if you're an NBA player, I think to myself, okay, Tristan, the, most of the time you're, you're, you're not going to get the ball offensively. Yeah. But if you're an NBA player, man, how could you be, like, considered limited on the offensive line? I'm not saying on the offensive end. I'm not saying he should be a three-point shooter. I'm not saying he should be an off-the-dribble scorer. But shouldn't he have, like, you know, the basic post-up moves and sort of 
basics around the basket just to be I don't understand that yeah it's just it's one of the things that he's never put focus into working on and no one has ever made him put focus into working on that oh. part of his game expanding outside of the paint being able to knock down a 12 to 13 14 15 footer facing the basket yes like it's just something that he's not comfortable doing and you can tell yeah um, you can tell yeah but it's just and if he was out there giving me 15 16 17 rebounds the first two games then yeah i would feel different but he's averaging four rebounds why because he's on the perimeter mostly I'm saying they're switching pick and rolls. Uh, so he's on, the, um, he's on the perimeter guarding the ball. And they're taking long shots, and the rebound's just not there for him. And they're doing an excellent job on offense when he's on offensive end and putting emphasis, making sure that they keep a body on him. I'm to keep they, him off the board. Yeah, they're keeping a body on him. They're making sure they, like, the emphasis in the game plan, stay connected to Cal Corbin, make him put the ball on the floor. He can't do that. No. Well. Listen, he's a catch-and-shoot guy. Right. He's a kid. Most at most one dribble. Uh-huh. One dribble at most. Right. Keep Tristan off the glass. That's the number one focus with him. Yeah, keep him off the glass because he, he can't he can't affect the game offensively no other way. Besides layups and offensive rebounds. It's so interesting to me, like to, to the progression of the playoffs this season and, and sort of getting these little insights because you know when you're watching a basketball game, it's so it's happening so fast. You know, and, 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 you know, you being a, a, a professional and someone who understands the game that, but could also articulate the game, I've started to look at it a, a little bit closer without trying to be like a nerd and not just watch the game, but just to kind of pick up on those little things. And this, this term that you hear people say, uh, uh, whether uh, it's uh, Kenya Martin or any, or any sort of basketball analyst, uh, the matchups, the matchups, the matchups, the matchups. And, 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 I, and I think the reason why I always ask you about the matchups is because I think regular folks, even, even knowledgeable fans, they're not able to dissect them and understand them and, and see how much uh, that, that term, the matchups, uh, even, even, in, even in fantasy football, which you will be participating in. Yes. Yes. Kenyon will be participating uh, in the invitation-only Michael Rappaport, it's the first invitation only, Michael Rappaport fantasy football extravaganza. And the term matchups comes a lot, uh, comes along a lot, and, and, and I didn't understand it there, but now I'm starting to understand. Matchups, 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 yeah. uh, not to be confused with the Brady Bunches, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Yeah, then um, take it a step further. It's like I think, like, like I, I, um, I said this before game one, um, Tyron Lue has to do some coaching. He what do you mean? Do, like, he has to do some coaching. He, has, he, he can't be afraid to shake the lineup up. He can't be afraid to limit guys' minutes in certain situations. Um, can't be afraid to try different lineups. You know, um, and I think it's, it depends on how game three go or, or how game three gets started, how, how quick that trigger is. You know I'm saying? How quick do you pull the trigger? Um, I, I, I think you take LeBron off of KD. He's having to do too much on both ends. And switch him with who? I would put either Richard Jefferson, Iman Champagne on him, and Dante Jones, uh -huh. somebody that's that can bother. They're not because you can't. You're not going to stop him. J just be a pest. Bother him. Stand his way. Contest his shots. Make it tough on him, and let LeBron go roam and be 
guard somebody different because he's having to work too hard on the defensive end. No one could sustain that every game. Yeah, not not as much as they're going to KD. I'm saying they're going to Kevin. Well, well, we know that. They're going to Kevin early and often. You know, so for LeBron to have to work that hard on the defensive end and have to – he's involved in every offensive possession on the other end. You know, so when you in, when you have to be involved in every offensive possession and go chase around a guy that's going to score 30, mm. 40 possibly, mm. that's a lot to ask. And he's rebounded. And you expect him to play like – that's a lot to ask on this day. So right. I think you lessen that load for, for him because he wants that challenge. But Help him it's, it's not working. Right. The guy, KD averaging 35 right now. Right, you're not not you're not you're not slowing him down. You're not slowing him down. He's so, gonna get the 35. So why whether not? You him or not? So you might as well try some. You might as well let LeBron go guard somebody else. Preserve that energy, so he has that ability to go down here like he did in the first half of game two. Uh, um, I saw a stat earlier that his average shot in the first half was like 3.3 feet, and in the second half it was like 16 feet. You know I'm saying right. So he's tired. Selling for jump shots. This is the two-man weave. Kenyon Martin, Michael Rappaport. Oh, we have Brendan Hayward on the line with us. NBA veteran. Are you there, Brendan? Yeah, I'm here, man. What's going on? Everything's fantastic. It's nice to talk to you. I've never met you. I'm a fan. It's me, Kenyon Martin. This is the two-man weave. You are now rocking what up, with B? the best. What up, Ken? What's your word, brother? <laughs> Um, no, Brendan, but. I just want to tell you, first of all, Karan Butler told me that uh, you are having dinner with him and, and bring cash because you're paying. There's no way. Karan made way more money than me in my career. He's definitely playing for dinner on Thursday. Sure. I, I'm just, I, listen, listen, I don't want to get in between this, this, this little spat here. He said you're paying, okay? I know uh, if I show up, I ain't paying, okay? So I'm just letting you know that's what he told me to tell you. You, you work it out however you want to work it out. Uh, you 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 uh, sleep well or don't sleep well, knowing that you're gonna be paying for dinner. I'm just I'm not the, I'm not, I'm just a messenger, okay? Hey, I K didn't come up K with Mark, the actual K message. Kmart Kmart will tell you it's an unwritten rule. Whoever makes the most money at the time or has made the most money in their career, they gotta pay. Yeah, right? yeah, that's pretty much the way it goes. <laughs> that's pretty much the way it goes. That makes sense. It's fair enough. Um, all right, Brendan, let's jump into this. Uh, obviously. The Cleveland Cavaliers are struggling. They got dismantled in the first two games. You played a very, very integral part of dismantling. This was one of my favorite teams, actually. Your Dallas Mavericks team against the uh, Miami Heatles, the infamous Miami Heatles. Um, what is your lasting memory uh, of that team, that series? And, and, and that, I mean, that was an iconic team. They won some, they lost some, but it was a team that will be talked about forever. What was your lasting memory, lasting memory of being in the finals playing against that uh, Miami Heat team, uh, team that season with the Mavericks? Uh, my lasting memory would just be, first of all, winning an NBA championship. That was always a goal, always a dream. I didn't think it would happen, and I was able to do that uh, with that squad. And then just the guys on that squad, Toronto, will tell you, Everybody on that squad sacrificed something for the most part. You know, Sean Marion was used to playing a different role. He sacrificed that. Karan, 
He was used to be in the closer for us in D.C. When we got traded there, he had to sacrifice that before his unfortunate injury. Um, everybody gave something, and they, they, it wasn't about them. We had a, a self of team about us. I really learned what championship basketball was, what family was, what winning basketball was by playing on that team because before I thought I knew, mm. but I didn't know until I went through that experience with those guys, uh, and, and we'll always be bonded, like myself, Karan, guys like Jan Mahini, uh, uh, just all these guys, man. Sean Marion, those guys are my brothers for life because the championship bonds you uh, in a way that you that you just can't explain. And then the fact of the matter is, uh, playing on that team, no one expected us to beat Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, Chris Bosh, be able to do that and shock the world, and then have Dirk Nowitzki do that, play the way he played, flat out phenomenal, the stud, one of the best to ever do it. Um, it, it was great to be a part of it. When you say uh, you guys bought into, uh, you know, winning, the winning culture and the winning ways, is that something that's instilled? Do you guys figure it out on your own? Is Mark Cuban saying, uh, you guys do this, do that? How does that happen? Or is it just something like, is it an intangible thing that, that, that just sort of, you know, comes from the, from the planets aligning? Uh, I think the first thing was that we were all older. So when you come into this league younger – when you're young, you think you understand certain things, but you're not really playing winning basketball. So I think the fact that we were all older, we'd all experienced losing in the playoffs, we knew we couldn't take this opportunity for granted. Everybody had the role to do, and we all knew to play our role. And Rick Carlisle did a great job of holding me accountable. Mm. Uh, you know, myself, Karan, he talked to all of us. Karan was used to taking shots in the fourth quarter. He'll tell you, Rick said, hey, we don't need you to do that here. I was used to, anytime I got an offensive rebound, I was used to putting it up because I never got mm. plays called. And Rick said, hey, man, we don't need you to do that here. If you get an offensive rebound, you look to Dirk Nowitzki. Everybody knew they had to buy in because of our coaching. We had a great coaching staff. We had great leaders with Jason Kidd, Dirk Nowitzki. And then we had a team, overall team atmosphere, um, and we had a family environment that we could all talk to each other and police each other. So it starts from the top. It starts from your GM to your coaching staff, and mm. then it comes down to your team leaders policing everybody and everybody buying it. Yeah, um, Brendan, um, yo, with yourself um, being a guy like who relied on like the point guard and other guys like to get your shots around the basket, and you have to make plays in the pick and roll and things like that, what can you see that Tristan Thompson can do better um, in this series to help his team? Well, I never looked. I never looked at Tristan Thompson's offense to tell yeah. me he's having a good game because he, he was like myself. But he's way better than me. But he's an opportunistic scorer. You don't call plays for Tristan Thompson. He catches lobs and does things of that nature. I look at what he's doing rebounding wise. In these first couple of games, this hasn't been the Tristan Thompson that we're used to seeing from an energy standpoint as far as rebounding. We're used to seeing him have these. Uh, these big-time offensive rebounding type of games where he gives the Cavs extra possession, and they need every last rebound in this series. Tristan has to go out there, block out all the noise, worry about strictly rebounding, playing defense, being in the right position, but giving his team something on the glass because the, the, the Warriors have the advantage on the perimeter. The Cavs have to beat them up up front, especially when they go small, when they're playing Draymond Green and Kevin Durant at the 4-5. Tristan has to be a presence. He has to go out there and, and have one of those games where he has – 15, 16 rebounds, four, five, six offensive rebounds. That'll, that'll tell me that Tristan Thompson's engaged, ready to play. Um, if Tyron Lue called you, he's freaked out, he's upset, he's crying, snot dripping out of his nose, uh, Brendan, please help. Brendan, please help. What would be the first thing you would say 
to help uh, uh, give, make them make the best adjustment for uh, Game 3? Like, if, if, like, what would be the first thing out of your mouth if, if you got a phone call from Ty Lue and or LeBron James, who might have said, uh, Brendan, you were there, you beat the crap out of the iconic Miami Heatles. You, you know how to, how to take me down. I want to win this series. Please help, please help. What would be the first thing you would say? First thing I would say is slow down, because I think that's what the Cavs have to do. They have to slow the game down. Um, the last game, they had 110 points, but that game was played at Golden State's pace the whole time. Um, I was on this Cavs team two years ago in 2015, um, and we, that team had a lot of injuries. Kyrie was hurt. Kevin Love was hurt. But the way we were able to win two games, we played through LeBron James in the post. The game slowed down, and we and we mucked it up and made it a little bit ugly. This, this Warriors team is way better than that but the same principles still apply. You're never going to beat the Warriors in a track meet. Slow the game down. Be opportunistic when you fast break. But for the most part, you want to play this game in a half court. Um, you want to get four guys back in transition so you take away their, uh, their, their transition game. But you have to get this game played at a lower pace. If the game is 120 to 130, you're going to lose every time. This game has to be played around in the 90s to maybe 105. But if it goes over 110, the Cavs have no shot. Do you really think that Cleveland could 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 keep it? No. You know, in the nineties, no. Kenyon. No. It's impossible. No. They don't. They don't have enough defensive-minded guys in order for them to get five or four guys out there at one time to lock in defensively and be engaged with the game plan. Oh. I just, I don't see it. Um, go to second score on anybody. So they can score on anybody, and then especially if you're not locked in each and every possession. It makes that much easier. So I don't. I can't see them holding Golden State on the hundred. Brendan, let me ask hey, you a K question. Kmart, I got one question for Kmart. They might not be able to hold them under hundred. Do you think they need to slow the tempo down, though? They've been. Yeah, I definitely at, think so. At, at no, State yeah, tempo. yeah, I definitely think so. Each game that they've played, even last year, this year, I'm saying it's been played at Golden State's tempo, and now you're down, and now you realize they added a different monster. And Katie, you got to make them guys guard in the half court. You got to put pressure on those guys on that end. I'm saying make them make some decisions instead of playing in the passing lane, getting up and down the court. Um, I totally agree with you, Brandon, like, like slowing it down. But what I'm hearing today from LeBron is that they're going to play at their pace. I'm saying they're not going to slow down. And, and if that's their mindset, then they're going to give up 120, 130 again. If they don't slow it down, they better get swept, get to bring the broom yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, I got hey, my listen. broom. Hey, listen, hey, it can, hey, very well much is a, is a possibility because um, I was telling the guys, Brandon, like, Golden State hasn't had to make any adjustments in the first two games because everything in game A has been working. Game plan A has worked. So they haven't had to make any adjustments. So coming into game three, what's like I see nothing going forward. Like let me say, okay, Cleveland can do this and they have a shot. They got to play an all-around better game. Uh, Brendan, I have been one of the uh, 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 most uh, forward-thinking, openly – uh, uh, LeBron James haters. I uh, obviously I respect the crap out of him. He's one of the best to ever do it. Uh, whether or not he's better than Jordan, better than Kobe, who cares? I don't get into that. It's a team sport. <clears throat> what would you tell me is one of the most interesting, unknown things about playing against LeBron and having him as a teammate? Of <clears throat> course. One of the most interesting things about. I think one of the most interesting things about playing with LeBron is how much he puts in 
into his body, into the into his preparation, into recovery. Like this guy doesn't happen to not get hurt by accident. He puts a like LeBron James spends an incredible amount of money, puts an incredible amount of time into making sure like prehab work, rehab work, doing the proper things to stay out there on the court, like playing with him for that year. I just I didn't realize how much went into the fact that he's not injured a lot. He does a lot of that. Um, as far as playing against him, the biggest thing that ever jumped out to me with LeBron was just the speed combined with the power. Like, you see it on TV, Mike, but when you see it up close, you're like, this dude is just as strong as the centers, but he's just as fast as the point guard. It's just something that sometimes, like, when you really sit back in the locker room after a game, you're amazed because you realize you're playing with one of the best to ever do it. All right, Brendan, listen, it was a pleasure having you. Uh, uh, I've never met you, but I'm a fan. Uh, I, I love uh, you, you, your stuff Juice. on TV. And, uh, you know, and like I said, I was a fan of that team. I'm a fan of your career. And uh, uh, like I said, bring cash. Karan Butler said bring cash to the dinner. Um, Karan Butler is nearby. He, he, he's, he's cheering this on. He's saying I'm, he's actually saying. Actually, he's over fighting for his life now with all these bugs flying around. And, and Karan, I think, is, is, is <laughs> fasting today, so his appetite is good for when he sees he's you for your for dinner. Because he's fasting for he said he's fasting because he wants to build up an appetite for the meal that you're paying for. I don't want to be involved with this. I don't want to, I don't want to break up a friendship, teammates, champions together. I'm just telling you what he's telling me. The guy's doing jumping jacks. He says, I'm not eating until I see Brendan Hayward. I, I, I don't want to be a part of it. Hey, all that money he got, he's He said you're paying for dinner, man. All right, listen. Man, please, I, man. Thanks for having me. I love y'all. <laughs> Hit you with the child, please. Thanks for coming, Brendan. It's right. a two-man weave. We are down here at Wahlburgers, the game three, which is, I mean, every game in the finals is pivotal, but game three, if the Golden State Warriors win that, it is, in fact, a wrap. Go get some dirt. Get some dirt. <laughs> throw it on the casket, and uh, the party will be over. Light the candles. Call the Reaper. Call the Reaper. Call, call, call Carmelo Anthony. Call the fat lady. Call, call uh, the fat lady. Call Carmelo. Call Paul George. And call whoever else you're going to need to call because that will be the end of this Cleveland Cavalier uh, regime. Uh, whether they win or they lose, I think they're going to make changes. I personally don't see them uh, winning this series. You heard about the um, little debate that's been going around. Um, I saw it today. Um, the best, you know, they, everybody's. As of late, the best five, the best two guards, the best whatever, point guard, duos, the best. So they got the best tandem, the best duos of all time. And what is this? Obviously Jordan and Pippen. Jordan, Pippen, Shaq and Kobe, Russ, um, Larry Bird, Mikhail. Uh. Um, they got Steph and um, Katie on there, which. That's two games. They got Tim Duncan and David Robinson on there, which I. Um, they have Carl um, Malone and John Stockton. They were good. That was a good one. They have Magic and Kareem. That was, those are two guys uh, um, where they did pretty good each, uh, themselves. What I was disappointed is they didn't have Joe Dumars and Isaiah Thomas on there. It, they didn't, that wasn't discussed? Yeah, yeah, you know, so that's, yeah, yeah, that's, but yeah, um, so trying to, Kobe and Shaq. Right. LeBron and D-Wade. Right. Um, so just trying to list them. Um, I guess they was like guys trying to list them like one through whatever. Um, so for me, I'm, um, 
I'm going to have to go Scotty and Mike, number one. Yes. Um, Magic and Cap, two. Big fella. Two. Um, three for me would be, wow, uh, like I said, they left Joe, Joe D in. So I, I'm going to replace Tim Duncan and David Robinson. Yeah. Or, or actually, I'm going to replace Steph and KD with, with Isaiah and Isaiah and Joe. On, on the list. Steph and Katie aren't on that list yet. They haven't done anything. They've won two games. Three on the list for me is Larry and um, Larry McHale. Larry the legend. Four. Um, <laughs> Shaq and Kobe. They, they were pretty good also. Five would be just for longevity. Yeah. Um, John Stockton and Carl Malone. They were really what, good. Just, just, even though they didn't win it, just the body of work that they put in. Yeah. Um, they ran up against Mike. Right after that, I'm about to go Joe and um, Joe and Isaiah. I'm not arguing with you about that. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. say, I'm gonna say this, Kenyon. Throwing uh, um, Steph and Katie on the list is the skinny genification of lists. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm That's, with you, man. Like, just, come on, man. They're they great. Have, we know they're great, but two games. Yeah, yeah they and, and and they put D Wade and Braun on there. So I have them They were good too. I have them under under my Isaiah Thomas and Joe Dumore's addition to the list. Um but no, it's some it's, um, it's been some great tandem, some great duos, man. Um but yeah, they just had to find somebody from the Golden State from twenty seventeen. The throwing out the Golden State Warriors. Uh, yeah, they haven't won anything. Nothing. They won two finals games. That's it. <laughs> and, he, and you know what, Kenny, to be honest with you, the list that you're talking about, these are multiple final appearances, multiple uh, final winners. I, again, skinny genification of list making right there, hey, right there. Got another one, another duo for you there. Uh. Hey, Luau Sender. Oh. Then Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. And the great Oscar Robinson. Yeah. Let, let it marinate. How about that duo? Let, let it cook a little bit before you start trying to throw on Steph and Katie. And nobody is as big a fan of Steph. And nobody is, is a, um, a, a groupie to the Golden State Warriors as much as I am. The, the backcourt mates for your Knicks. Uh, um, yeah. Clyde Frazier and who was his backcourt? Uh, Earl the Pearl Monroe. Yes, yes. They call that the Rolls-Royce yes. backcourt. How about, that? How about that duo? Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah, that's a problem. Clyde Frazier and the Pearl. Right there, it sounds the best. Yes. You got the Clyde and the Pearl. Yes. Okay, and 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 they won the championship, and 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 that was a team that sacrificed Earl the Pearl Monroe coming to the New York Knicks. Earl Earl the Pearl was that dude. Yeah. He he was a one man show for the Washington Bullets. He was a, he was the problem down there. Um, and he sacrificed his game to get the ring. It don't mean a thing if you ain't got that ring. Shoot up, do bop, do bop, do bop. Yeah, and Earl of Pearl sacrificed, and they won in New York. Yes, it was 1973. Yes, that was 44 years ago. I know all that. We're not talking about that. Don't add insult to injury or throw dirt in my face. Get ready to throw that dirt on the casket and on the ground here in downtown Cleveland. Kenyon, I went to a, a, a TV show this morning. Yes. Right in the enemy territory. You, you would have loved this. All these Cleveland fans, they got the LeBron jerseys on, and they got this jersey and the Kyrie jerseys and all that stuff. And I, and, I, and I looked them all in the face, and I said, you know what, my friends? 
It's over. They didn't know. They were shocked. It was shocking. All. I said, I said, take that shirt, okay? Put it away. It's going to become a relic. Save it one day. Maybe it will be worth money because the party is over. They were like stunned. I said, watch the dethronement will be happening tomorrow night for game three. Okay? Right to their faces. They don't know what's going on. They're so confused. They're like, we have this one really good team, the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers. We have uh, the Cleveland Indians that are really good. We have the fictional Cleveland Indians with uh, Char- Char- Charlie Sheen. And, and then we got the Browns. They don't know whether they're coming or going out here. It's like everything's great, but then football season starts, and it's like we got to stick our head like under the tree. In the ground, like ostrich. Great, great hey, sports town here, though. Hey, listen, this is, yeah, it's a great sports town, but, yeah, I know, hey. Like, how long can you be bad at one, like, at football for that long, man? I don't understand. Like, they got rid of Pryor. Which they, they shouldn't have done. Good for one, him. One bright spot. You think he's happy to leave? But, hey, listen, if you playing for the Browns, like, they should make exceptions in your contract that you should be able to, like, like, Josh Gordon should be penalized for smoking. Right. Like, he plays for the Browns. <laughs> like, let, it, let it go. Let like, it slide. Certain, certain organizations, certain teams, like, if you stuck there for more than two years, like, you, like they should give you a clause in your contract. Then you like, should be able to smoke. Yeah, you, like, Josh, like, he should have been able to smoke. He plays for the Browns, man. He's suffering from depression, like, and, and he probably got, you know, one of the things that he probably was dealing with while he was smoking is these, these, this rare bug bite that hopefully we don't get from sitting out here. <laughs> They got yeah. mosquitoes out here. Uh, they're they're flying in from Puerto Rico or Canada. I don't know what's going on. I hope I don't catch anything. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, man. It's, yo, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to see, man, how how Cleveland comes out in Game Three. Um, make it in the competitive series by winning Game Three. I think is in their best interest. Um, but yeah, man. I like I said. I I, I just want to see Tyloo shake things up a little bit. Um. Um, but yeah, like Jr. needs to play better. Tristan needs to play better. Cal Corbin needs to play better. But like I said, this game planning, like they they they're determined not to let Cal Corbin get off. The rumor right now is that Iman Shumpert might enter the starting lineup. And for but I just read that, well, I, I just read that Talu said earlier that Jr. will remain in the starting mm-hmm. lineup. Iman had a lot of coverage today. I mean, so if Jr. does does start. Probably will have a very short leash, yeah. as he should. Well, he only played 12 minutes last game, so. Yeah, very discombobulated, very disappointing. I mean, they needed him to step up. He was a big element to the team last year. Yeah, it's just, I, I honestly think Jarrett's better suited coming off the bench. Sixth man of the year. Yeah, because, like, it releases all pressure. Like, him having to be that defensive guy who, who excuse me, who they're trying to make him to be. You know, Jr. is a volume shooter he needs to get shots in order to be productive he and, should be shooting and him getting four shots and three shots like he's not going to be productive because he needs to get he needs to feel the ball he needs to get into a rhythm of seeing the ball go up seeing the ball go in and him coming off the bench <coughs> he's not out there with lebron and Kyrie. he's out there with either one of them with their second unit right so the opportunities are greater form, you know what I'm saying, to be aggressive offensively. When you, like you said, I would like to see them insert Iman or one of those other guys into their starting lineup. And they, and the Shumper doesn't need to get the shots that JR needs to get um, to, um, to get in that rhythm. How does 
the Cleveland Cavaliers coaching staff combat the fact that the Warriors essentially limit you to one big man on the floor? That They can't keep Kevin Love and Tristan on the floor at the same time in these first two games. Well, like, I, like I've been harping on, like it's – like, Kevin Love is not the best defender, but he tries. So my my thing is, you stop switching the pick and rolls. That, that'll take Kevin Love out of bad situations where I'm having to play defense one-on-one. So you stop that. You play Kevin Love. You play him and LeBron together. Tristan is the odd man out because he's so limited offensively. Mm. And he's right now he's averaging four rebounds. That's not going to get it done. Nope. You know, so my thing is you take him out of the lineup. You start LeBron and Kevin Love at the four and the five. You either start R- – I'm saying you bring RJ in or you start one of those other guys, um, Dante Jones. Somebody somebody, just throw a wrench in it. I'm saying throw a monkey wrench in the whole game, playing somebody who they're not expecting to go out there. And you let one of them other guys, you let Shumpert or or Jones or, or, or Dante go out there and harass KD. Beat him up, pick up fouls. You got other guys you can throw out there on him. You know what I'm saying? So, you, and you make Draymond Green a score. You, you, and if they got Iguodala and Draymond Green on the court together at times, that second unit, I'm saying you can do more. But with that first unit, I'm saying you make Draymond Green a score. You, if any action that Steph is involved in in the pick and roll, him and KD, I'm saying you jump it. And they got to do a better job of talking on the defensive end. You know what I'm saying? So, it can be done. But Tristan has to be the odd man out in that situation. All right. We got to go. Two-man weave live from Cleveland, Ohio. Keep rocking with the best NBA on TuneIn. We're out. You've been listening to Two Man Weave, covering the 2017 NBA Finals on TuneIn. Subscribe and download the podcast today on iTunes and the TuneIn app.